Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. First pitch and a swing and a line drive toward the gap left center base hit by Newman. This one's heading toward the wall. Peraza cuts it off on the warning track. Cervelli touches third. He's on his way home. Iglesias' relay is late and the belly flop slide. Kevin Newman drives home Cervelli. And the rookie gets it done for the Buccos. Six to five. They win it in ten innings today. Hello, Newman. And that is easily our highlight of the game brought to you by High Tech Auto Care. Here on the Shenderovich and Shenderovich and Fishman post-game show, Craig Riley, Jack Zarensic going to join us here in a few minutes. But Bob Walk joins us in the booth right now as we break down an incredible finish to today's game. Bob and I were just talking about what happens if Cervelli doesn't score there. They go to the extra rings, but who cares? Because Kevin Newman finished it anyways, and all that's a moot point. What a finish to that game. Yeah, it was a, a lot of fun to see the, uh, you know, the, the young guy Newman come up and, uh, and get the big hit and have his uniform ripped off of him and all that. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, I said there at the end uh, that, you know, you feel bad. Like, say, you know, the eighth inning, you gave up that one run, you know, the solo home run. Uh, you know, you, now you got to go to extra innings and, uh, you know, you might lose the game and, and all those kind of things start, break, you know, creeping into your mind. But uh, it also sets you up for a hero scenario. And you love when you're at home in front of the crowd, the, getting everybody excited to have this type of a win. So, uh it was all for the best, uh, and uh, and like I said, the fact that that Newman got it, I think, makes it even a little, a little sweeter. You like to see the young guys, uh, you know, able to to have something happen like that early in their career. You know, so they they know what it's like at this level when you're the hero and everybody's jumping around. And maybe next time they're up there, they maybe uh, the heart beats a little slower. And if the more times they can be put in these kind of situations, the better. And we've talked before about the confidence Hurdle has in his guys. And then to get rewarded by a guy like Newman getting his chances to start and goes two for four with a walk and a walk-off, what's it like from the player's perspective? You always like to get the confidence from the manager, but to repay that and give it back to them to come up for your team. You know, I think Newman, uh, he, he has uh, you know, something to prove, I, I believe. Uh, last year when he came up in September, uh, he really didn't play all that well. Didn't hit all that well. So uh, he's you know put on some weight, gotten stronger in the, in the off season, and to me looks like a, a different player physically, and probably mentally a little bit uh, better also. Thinking that you know I can do this, and uh, after today he's got a little more confidence now, and I think that's uh, you know what you need to have happen with the younger guys when they do get into these positions. Have him come through, know what it feels like, and uh, he wants to prove to everybody that, you know, he's a big league player, and not just a big league bench player either. I'm, uh, I'm sure that uh, you know down the line, I mean, he's a first round draft pick. It, you know, he, he wants to have a starting job in this league, and uh, so that's that's what, what I think personally would be on his mind. Now I'm sure when the game's going on, he's not thinking about any of that stuff. He's thinking about. You know, what he has to do out there as far as being the right place for, you know, relay throws and, and making plays and what's he trying to do with the, the the plate. You know, what kind of situational hitting thing is going on. Uh, and in that scenario right there, he was probably looking for something that he could drive to the outfield. Doesn't want to, you know, hit a ground ball at somebody. So got a pitch. Obviously, he felt like he could handle and drive it and did just that. And it was a first pitch that he swung out at there. Do you think that was the plan, go up and be aggressive, or just sort of take what you can get? Being a young guy, does that come into your mind at all? I think that if, he's, if he got any kind of advice going up there, it was look for something you can drive to the outfield. And it doesn't matter if it's first pitch or the eighth pitch. You know, that, that first pitch might be the, the only one you see that you can get out to the outfield. That you can really get the head of the bat too and drive it somewhere so you don't want to just pass that up 
just so you're not swinging the first pitch. Uh, now, if he would have swung at a first pitch down and away at the knees, rolled over and hit a ground ball to shortstop, well, that's not good. so good. I mean, that, that to me is the difference. If you're going to hit the first pitch, as long as it's something that's, that you can handle and do something with, yeah, go for it. Well, one other thing I'll say is we saw it in their outfield today. It is really nice to not see Billy Hamilton in center field for this team. Because I feel like there were a couple of times there's balls he probably gets to that changes the dynamic of this game. So well, early in the benefit. game, that uh, that first ball that uh, was hit out there by Bell into right center, um, th that's probably one that uh, with a with better outfielders out there, you're gonna you're gonna catch. Mm -hmm. uh, and Billy Hamilton, obviously. You know, he, he goes from side to side as, as well as anybody. So you, you're right that there is a difference uh, out there. But, yeah, I mean, you have, uh, you know, two older players out there on the wings and Kemp and Puig, although Puig, uh, he made a couple of he outstanding nice plays, plays out there yeah. on defense. The one coming in that he dove for, I mean, just flat out got his glove underneath the uh, the ball right at the edge of the gr right, right, just as it was about to hit the grass. And then there was another one that was slicing away from him down in the uh, the corner. He went over and made a fine catch. So, uh, you know, it, after I thought that you know maybe there's he's not uh, you know up to it out there after watching that that first play in the first inning, uh, definitely proved uh, me wrong. And by going out and, and playing some really good defense uh, on a couple other balls that I didn't think he was going to be able to get to. Well, we say they're not all easy, right? And this one, certainly they had to work out for them, but they, they hung again, hung in there and they came back, and what a nice win for this ball club. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, exactly right. Uh, we were talking uh, a while ago about you hate to give up a lead like that, uh, and, you know, you, now you're going into extra innings, tie game, you might lose, but uh, as I mentioned before, it puts you in a position now to where you, you can have a hero, and a young guy comes up and, and he's the hero, and that's that's fantastic for Newman to be able to experience that. It's going to be interesting to watch how this Cincinnati bullpen goes throughout the year. You know, here's Iglesias, I guess, is was was their closer, and now he's gone into the third inning of a relief appearance. You know, we saw in Cincinnati last week where guys were coming in in different roles. So it'll be very interesting to see how how they hold up and what kind of success they have as the year goes on. Well, I've seen relievers uh, Cincinnati bullpen come out and play center field. Exactly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, that's you it. don't see that all the time. No. Well, one other thing I want to ask you about, Bob, is just what you saw from Trevor Williams today. Not what we saw the first time out, but still fought his way to get through six innings. I, I pitched fine. I, you know, I, uh, you know, he's not uh, Superman, uh, even though he pitches like Superman most of the time. <laughs> this was not a bad game for him by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the. The inning where they got the three spot out there in the third, that started. The inning started with an error. Mm -hmm. So now you something that wasn't in your control gets created, and you got to try and, and deal with that. Um, if that's just a ground ball to third, guy's out, now one out, nobody on base, does he even give up three runs? You know, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, I, I certainly don't think he pitched a, a below-average ball game or something. I mean, he just he, he looked normal out there. And uh, everybody's going to look like that at, at, at certain times. It, uh, you can't hold him to you know this ridiculous high standard. We've been spoiled. He's going to go out and throw <laughs> six innings of shutout ball every five days. You can lock it in. I mean, that's just uh, that's unrealistic. You know, it's nice too. You got a lot of contributions from the backup guys. You mm, know, sure. they get a chance to play tonight. So you get Reyes come in, get a hit. Stallings did a nice job. Hey, you, uh, I, uh, I mean, that's all right. But I just thought about when you said that. Uh, that that's also great, but one of the most important things I think was the how about the way Bell swung the bat? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that that's very meaningful. You get him locked in in that cleanup spot. So I I, I said to him before the game that I'm going to let him have my pick to click. Yep. And he said I'm giving you Melky Cabrera, and I said well I was going to take Josh Bell, but anyhow I just had a feeling he was going to kind of bounce out. You know, and the thing I, about Josh Bell, this is how I see him. He's more of a slasher type guy who hits the ball hard. And, you know, as opposed to this guy like the first year when he hit 26 home runs. But he hits the baseball hard when he hits it. And to me, I like what you, you let him go. Let him do his thing. And eventually he's going to lift some of those balls. Well, I know this. If you're going to pitch him away, he's going to hurt you. <laughs> and uh, they, they threw him away a couple of times a day, and he hit two rockets. Uh, 
the home run, obviously, 400 and, I don't know, what was it, 30, 40 feet, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, th- that line drive, the one hopper into the uh, that he bounced over the wall out there in the uh, the 410 notch, I mean, that was uh, a rocket. But both those pitches was about mid-thigh on the outside corner. Uh, I mean, when he gets locked in, he's thinking left center. That's kind of his sweet spot. And uh, they're, they're going away from him and. I think they learned their lesson this uh, this afternoon. He's one of those guys, too, we've talked about early in the year, sort of a question mark. The way he goes is a lot of the way this lineup will go. And it's a product of being early in the season that there was concern about him, it felt like already, that we were hearing in post-game shows. You see it on social media, which take that for what it's worth. But all of a sudden, he's hitting 269, has a home run, and already drew in six runs this year. You project those numbers, the six RBIs over the course of a season, I think he would take a 269 average with that. So it's nice to see that power, I think, come into play from him today as well, getting the home run. He has to feel good about that. Yeah, that's why, uh, of all the things that happened today, that might be the best for me was to see him just really a you know ripped the heck out of that baseball <laughs> I mean that, that was that was nice uh, it wasn't like uh, you know he got a got three hits just you know uh, you know flaring it out for singles he he hit the ball hard uh, this afternoon that uh, that ball to center field was I mean that that's the monster shots that he's capable of delivering well, I'll ask you one more question and I'll let you go, Bob. The bullpen that we saw today, you talked about Trevor Williams. Still a pretty decent start. Kella gives up the home run and then settles back down. You sort of feel the same way about him, just one at bat that could have gone either way, yeah, but he settles in. you know in. what? The, the bullpen's been a little funny. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's funny. I guess <laughs> it's not funny, but use the wrong word there. But it, it's been inconsistent uh, here at the start of the season. And I, each guy that's come out has – you know, had an outing that that really wasn't like we got used to seeing all the time last year. And now with Crick, uh, he's got some problem with the tricep, and he's going to be out for a little while. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how things kind of, you know, work themselves out in the bullpen. Bullpens always do that. They work themselves out. Uh, you know, you, you, if, as long as you got a, a one or two, you know, good guys at the back end, and they certainly have that, and and Kellen Vasquez Uh, uh, the other stuff we'll see how it all all ends up but bullpens can be put together Uh, not that I think ours needs to be put together I think it's going to be just as good as it was last year you know maybe the the totem pole who pitches a seventh and six and all that stuff they might move around a little bit here and there but I I think it'll be a solid uh, the bullpen and and really be something that helps this team out I'm really uh, I'm liking the way Birdies has uh, has been pitching. I know his look at his stats. Always got you know, but I'm just talking about the way he throws the ball. He's got a power fastball, great little hard tight slider. Um, through the through great in spring training. Uh, I'm interested to see where he fits in this whole whole thing. That he could be a very good big league pitcher. He's got great stuff. He's a wild card because I don't think you expected a ton from him. And while you expected no, a lot from the other guys. I mean, nobody knew it was even going to make the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so I I don't know what he's going to do. I, I know that that Santana role was very important for this club last year. Um, who's going to be that guy this year? Is it going to be Birdie? Maybe. You see Richard Rodriguez figure it out today a little bit more, too. Yeah, so he looked good out there. He looked <coughs> – they're good. He's, he's the, ex- <laughs> the, the exact guy I'm talking about. It's yep. so like, you know, the bullpen has been – kind of funny <laughs> you don't know exactly what what's going to happen out there right away but Rodriguez who has uh, you know had some problems here early on today he looked like the guy that we saw almost every time coming out there last year looked fantastic so you know keep our fingers crossed and uh, and everything's gonna uh, be fine nice little road trip coming up probably a little bit of a a tester we'll see how it works out so far so good though four and three we'll take it oh yeah well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it and coming over after the game and chatting with us a little bit about another win. Uh, no problem, guys. We'll, uh, I'm on TV tomorrow, but I'll uh, talk to you, I don't know, maybe Monday. I don't look that far ahead. We'll figure it out. Day, you're day-to-day. <laughs> day-to-day. I'm always day-to-day, yes. <laughs> thanks, Bob. Appreciate you Take coming care, on. Thank you. Well, we go from Bob Walk to the hero of today's game, Jack. We've got Kevin Newman on the line. Kevin. Congratulations on a great game. Take us through that final at bat and what it felt like to get the walk off. Hey guys, um, yeah, you know that that last um, at bat there. I was just looking for a good pitch to hit. 
Um, you know, he gave it to me first pitch, and I took a rip at it. And, um, you know, thankfully it, it split the gap, and Cervelli was able to come around and score. You know, I want to ask you a question here, Kevin. I know that you're on a post-game show being a hero of the ball game today. You played a nice game defensively. Obviously, you were excited, and everyone else is, and we're pulling for you. But I want to ask you about the Phoenix Open because I heard you <laughs> talking about you went to that thing. Tell me what that's like. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you, you go out there and uh, you go with a whole bunch of your friends, and um, it's just it's basically like, uh, you know, a big party while, uh, while some guys are playing golf. <laughs> Were they screaming and yelling at the Phoenix Open like they were screaming and yelling for you today after that double? Um, not as loud, but pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> well, what's it like having that walk-off at home, too, where you hear the crowd? I mean, you're establishing yourself as the major leaguer now, and you get that moment. What's it like just to sort of take that in early in your major league career? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to be in that situation and uh, to come through for the, for the team, to come through for the fans. Um, you know, just to kind of hear their excitement and hear their roar uh, after you know Cervelli slid in there, um, it's just it's just an amazing feeling, and um, I'm honored to be a part of you know this team and this organization and this city. You know, Kevin, we talked about this a little bit last year. We talk about it now, where when you came up last September, um, and I, and I know you probably were getting you, we all know you were getting your feet wet as a big league player. It was a little bit challenging for you. I know you weren't at the top of your game like you would have liked to be, but I watch you this year. You look so much more relaxed, so much more confident, both at the plate and in the field. Talk about what that's like to come back after you've had a little bit of big league time under your belt. Yeah, um, you know, you nailed it right on the head. Uh, this this year's been way different than just the, uh, the entire um, just being relaxed out there and, and coming to work every day and, um, you know, kind of trusting my ability. I know uh, struggled that first time, that first stand up in the daily last year, but uh, worked hard in the off season and just came back. And now, you know, the nerves, kind of the nerves are gone and um, just going out there every day and, and just playing. Well, Kevin, we heard Clint Hurdle talk before the game about it taking a complete team effort to win. So he has the confidence then to get you out there and play you at second base, what does it mean to return that confidence to him and to your teammates in that fashion? You know, it means the world. You know, that's, that's um, the greatest feeling that you can get is, you know, coming through for your teammates. So, you know, your guys in the locker room, they're your brothers. You're, you're with them all day, every day. And, um, you know, to come through for them in that situation, and, uh, you know, it's just it's an amazing feeling. I can't, I can't even describe it. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. We don't want to keep you too long and let you get back to probably celebrating today. I, I do have one oh. more question. Go ahead. Kevin, do you have a Yunzer shirt? <laughs> Sorry? Do you have a Yunzer shirt? I do not, no. Do you know what it is? Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> Kevin, you have got to tell your trainer you got to get you a Yunzer shirt. If you're going to be here in Pittsburgh, You've got to join the Yunzers, okay? okay. Let right. them explain to you what that is, all right? All right, buddy. All right. Trust me. If you walk around with that thing, the fans will embrace you immensely. All right. Sounds like good. Well, I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you taking some time to join us. That is today's most valuable hitter, Kevin Newman, brought to you by Monongahela Valley Hospital, putting your health first. Jack, what an incredible moment for a young guy like that to get the opportunity and then reward the team with it. And you just hear him there. He sounds confident yeah, for a guy yeah. that doesn't have a ton of major league experience yet. And he's a humble guy. You know, I mean, he doesn't, he comes across as yeah. a really nice guy, you know, kind of the, you know, you just like to get to know him a little bit and just kind of hang around with him a little bit. Not that I would be in the age difference, but nevertheless, I'm saying, you know, he just seems like a good person. And, and, and you hope for these guys. You know, you think these kids grow up, want to be big leaguers their whole life. They get drafted high. You know, they take a little time to get to the big leagues, and now here they are. But I am impressed with how much more confident he looks than what he looked last year in September. Well, if just, you want, just the whole game overall. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 412-928-9370. Talk about today's great win. The Pirates now 4-3 and three on the season after a start that – I know, Jack, I get caught up in it. You worry about, oh, things looked bad early on. The bullpen's supposed to be a strength, falling apart. The defense, maybe a weakness, and it was showing itself. But now 4-3, and three, I feel great all of a sudden. You're, you're beating up on the Reds. You got another game tomorrow. It, 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 you, I think you mentioned it. 
what are you going to do if you start 10 and 0? Think it's the World Series? Well, that is my mindset at times. So to get out to four and three, but more so than that, I feel like as a team, build that confidence early is probably an important thing to do. Well, here's what I got to do. I got to get you away from this worry angle. I can't factor. help it. It's yeah, what no, I do. You can't worry. You can't. <laughs> What's your wife? Was your wife worry about me? I don't know. I, I don't worry. think about If me. I was married to you, I'd be worrying about you for as much as you worry about this ball club. <laughs> Let them play the game. We're going to sit and enjoy it. That's my emotional tie to this team. I, I get caught up in every game, and, and it's fun. That's the thing to me. We've talked about the last few days the excitement around seeing different aspects of this team play out. I was excited to see Joe Musgrove in his first start, excited to see Jason Martin get his first start, his major league debut today, which we – would you, let's one. talk about that. Yeah, First at bat, he sure. gets that hit. What does that mean to a young guy taking that that weight off his shoulders right out of the gates? Well, if I'm Jason Martin, what I'd be going back to the, the guy saying, what took you so long to get me here? <laughs> Come on, let's go. You saw what I could. Then I stole a base for you, too. That's right. Get me in this lineup. I, I really liked what I saw from him on the base pass today, too. Aggressive, making a difference. And then another guy like we talked about with Bob, Josh Bell. Yeah. Looking like, the, and this is something I want to talk to him about, how you judge a cleanup hitter. Because he wasn't hitting for the power really for, before today, but he was still driving in the runs. Well, now he's doing it all in today's game, which is great to see. Well, he's got long levers. He talks about that as well, you know, where, and Bob talked about put, putting the ball away. When you pitch this guy away, with those, you know, he's a big physical guy, and, you know, he's got power. We've all seen him hit balls for distance. But the biggest thing, and I say this, and it's how I view him. Now, someone else may disagree with me and see it differently. But, you know, to me, I'm not going to worry about Josh Bell hitting the ball out of the ballpark. What I want Josh Bell to do is barrel the ball up. And when he can barrel the ball up, his balls are going to jump. I mean, he hits when a ball comes off that bat, that is, that is, there's velocity there. There's, they call it exit speed now, you know. But Bob touched on it. We've seen it. We watched him do it two years ago. Today, he hit some balls on the nose and this is what you got to let this guy do just barrel the ball up you'll get the results you know so to me that's to, that to be the biggest thing I'd want to see him do is try to keep that consistency and get the barrel to bat to the ball not worrying about lifting not worrying about driving the ball out of the ballpark that all that stuff will come for a young guy well we talked about the question marks heading into the year what would Adam Frazier do as the leadoff guy what would we see from Gong what will Bell do well so far Frazier I think you and I are both thrilled with what we've seen Josh Bell feel really good about it. Gung already has a home run under his belt. Josh Bell hitting his today, which our home run report brought to you by Flynn's Auto Service, your hometown tire and auto service experts. We're getting some questions answered early, and obviously it's a long season. A lot could change there. But I, I think one thing that I, you keep saying to me, you keep coming back to, it's better to do it than not to do it, right? It's early, but better to be succeeding than failing. Right. I mean, at the end, when you look at, like we talk about momentum, you talk about getting on a roll, what that is is confidence. You know, when, you, when you're playing really well, you gain confidence. When you do things like Newman did today, how much confidence is that? Just Martin comes in today. Stallings, you know, he looks helps, good. helps the club out. Reyes comes up and gets a big hit, makes a nice play in the outfield on a hard line drive. You know, you start looking about all these other guys that weren't supposed to be in the lineup today, and Newman gets the big hit. They all contributed. Now, what happens is then you get the veteran guys that come in, like Cervelli, delivers for them in a pinch hit roll late in the ball game and bell has a big day for them Marte has a big hit now all of a sudden you know it's a it's a unity thing it's a team thing and and that's what they have to do because i look at this club like this they are a superstar away from being a really good ball club yep they don't have that superstar and i, I just some clubs have them some don't but when you look at their lineup and you say this is a solid club I mean, it's a really solid club. There are no real uh, weaknesses, if you will. Uh, they can do things. However, that aircraft carrier, which I talk about all the time, you know, that 40 home run guy, you know, that, that 320 hitter in a lineup all the time, that's the thing that, that they lack. If they had that to go along with the pitching, they would be a very dangerous ball club. And right now, they're at least dangerous against the Reds. We've seen that much. The, we were frustrated by what happened in the Cardinals series. I can only imagine that's what the Reds are experiencing right now. Losing leads late, giving up tie games late, losing in extra innings. But 
it's better to be on this side of things than it is for theirs, so I don't feel one bit bad for that. That's right. That's why you play the game. Well, it's a 6-5 victory in 10 for the Pirates. Coming up on the Pirates postgame, brought to you by Shenderovic, Shenderovic and Fishman. We'll talk more about this game, break it down. We'll also bring Clint Hurdle's thoughts into it as he meets with the media following this, like we said, 6-5 victory down here from PNC Park on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a busted back ground ball toward third. Moran will go on to second to get one. They'll go back to third. And Votto is safe. He stopped running for no reason. I mean, he's it's a force play there. And he started to get slowing down. And they almost were able to get him on a tag play at third after the force at second. And that is today's Good Hands Defensive Play of the Day brought to you by Roberto Clemente Jr. Family Insurance. Jack, that was, you were the official score today. Writing that one down is not a typical number you see in the scorebook. Uh, sort of a, I, I don't know how, I don't want to be too, I don't want to be too critical of uh, Votto here, but not a heads-up play, I guess, is the way to put it. I think he thought he was going to get tagged as he was coming to third base, and I think that's why, you know, because the ball was, was hit to, uh, to the left of the third baseman, he mm -hmm. feels it, so it goes five to four, thinking you're going to go three for the double play. But then heads up play by Gonzalez to get to third base, and then they turn around at second base. Newman heads up play, throws to Gonzalez, so the play goes five to four to six, getting Votto at third base for a double play. And that's something that I want to talk about here for a minute, too. We've worried about the defense. And sorry, I'm going to stop saying worrying. You say I worry too much about it. We've talked a lot concerned. about the defense. I'm concerned about the defense. Okay, I like that there better. There you go. <laughs> I like it. So concerned about the defense. And, and we did see an error today, uh, Colin Moran. So that's something that, that Moran is your third baseman. You sometimes expect out of him. But there were other aspects of it. Eric Gonzalez, I went from being concerned about him early in this year because I saw a few things in spring training that worried me, concerned me. Like, i got to knock this off. <laughs> <laughs> concerned me, Jack. So I, I saw all those right, in right. spring Hang training. In there, and then he gets up here, and you don't really see the flash that he was known for. Well, last night you see the flash, that great diving play in the yep. throw. And then you see the heads-up play there. So all of a sudden – I'm now feeling better about the defense, too, and it could just be a product of winning a few games in a row. I'm, I'm going to wildly swing like this all year, just so you know. <laughs> well, I think what will happen is we will watch them play, and we will watch them perform, and that will dictate your mood. Oh, you know, when I was Let me tell you, when I was in college, they used to have what they called the mood ring. You know, <laughs> I get to ask your mother and father about this. <laughs> a lot of people my age will know what that is. So what it is, they had rings in style, right? <laughs> so you wore this mood, mood ring, and it would change color according to if you were happy, sad, oh, you know, whatever man. the case. I need to buy you my, somewhere along the way. i got to find you a mood ring. Mine would run the whole color <laughs> spectrum during these games. There you go. All right. Well, I want to hear from Clint Hurdle to get his postgame thoughts because there's a lot to get to in this game. So let's hear from Clint now as you open up responding to a question about Bell's deep home run that we saw today. Well, he's well, – the day, yeah, you like the results. You like the hard contact. Uh, you like the, the run producer in the middle of the order. I think what I like most is just the way he's staying with things and committing to things and not getting too high, not getting low. He's becoming more of a professional with his at-bats. Um, you know, the one of the things that impressed me even last night, he doesn't get a runner in. And then the next guy doubles down the line, and he's, he's running the bases like a madman. So it's not like he's boo-boo lipping because he didn't get a run in. He's playing the game. Um, and today, I mean, you talk about putting a foot down and having a two-part swing and then hitting it 400, whatever you said, 31 feet. And there's real power, and, and we believe it's, it's going to come out. And, Fun to watch him today, and big win for, for the Buckos today. Is this an example, Clint, of what you talk about, about needing all 25 guys, get the last guy on the bench get on, and get him addressed? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of played itself out today. And you look at some of the best at-bats we had today outside the three guys. You're looking at Bell, Newman, and Stallings. Stallings got a couple base hits, the number of pitches he saw, what Newman was able to do at the plate uh, and work. So we had a lot of different contributions from different places, and we found enough outs off the mound. Um, a really, really good team victory. Clint, was there any thought to save Cervelli later in the game? And uh, I guess the follow-up would be, how good does it feel when that aggressive decision pay off, when it pays off? You know, I don't know what else you're going to save him for. 
Um, you could ask a pitcher to bunt to move a guy up. It's the only other option you have. Cervelli's yeah. um, got a chance of, you know, Bell, Bell uh, didn't, get, didn't get on. So he needs to hit for me. He just needs to hit. The only other guy we have is a pitcher. And that's just not in that point in time. The way we fought, we had the lead. They came back and tied us. He's actually done a pretty good job of this in the past, coming in late. Won at bat. It, it worked out well for us. I just love seeing our guys just continue to play and continue to fight. Um, for Newman to split the defense, I mean, you couldn't have put a ball in a better spot. He could not have hit in a better spot without it leaving the ballpark. So, fun to watch him. Well, how hard is it for a guy like Cervelli? Like you said, he's had some success as a pitcher. Well, how hard is it for someone that doesn't pitch it a whole lot to be ready for that situation? Well, I, I think our guys have learned over time that you know, Cervelli knows when he doesn't start, he's going to be the last man in. You know, he'll tell us he's ready in the fifth when he's you know, ready for anything. And I'll say, that's good. Just hang around and we'll see how it goes. Um, but he's developed a routine that's also professional in nature. And they do all want to contribute. and They want to do something for one another. And I think that's the case. And You've seen Cabrera do some things. He tried to. He was going to bunt. I'm, I, I almost passed out in the dugout last night when he went to bunt. I mean, because he, he just said, no, I was going to give it one shot and I was going to go hit. But you're looking at a guy like that that's trying to find a way to help the club. And, and Cervelli, once the game starts, he's going to do what, whatever he can do to help us win a game, as, as many of the others are. Played over the last 10 innings, the bullpen's given up just four hits and one run. Is that something that you were envisioning coming out of Ravenson? Well, based on what we saw last year, absolutely. And even when we go through the turbulence, that's the outlier for me. It, it's not when they pitch well. Um, we've got some guys that I don't know. I haven't watched it. I saw one replay of the ball Votto hit out of the ballpark. And the one thing we're going to make sure we tell Keone, that's not a bad pitch. That's a great hitter doing something that only maybe one or two hitters in the game can do, and he hits the ball out of the ballpark. You tip your hat and you move on. I mean, you look where that pitch is located, look the swing that's put on, and he hits it to the deepest part of the ballpark. This is the big leagues, man. You're going to have some ups, and you're going to have some things thrown sideways at you, and you're going to have to figure things out and bounce back. So I believe in our bullpen. We have a lot of confidence in our bullpen. Those guys have a lot of confidence in one another. Birdie comes in today. He's had a couple outings that not the way he wanted to go. He's got a clean outing. Rodriguez bounces back. Liriano comes in and gives us a nice outing. So they're all connected. When you put Liriano in the bullpen, is this the kind of situation you were envisioning where you have you know, the Reds with two big legs there at the top of the order and, and the tie game, and you get to put them out there? Obviously, the pitcher for one, then he gets a lot of. Yeah, that's one of the things. And you also can go through the lineup one time, as one of the things we looked at last year when we were crunching his numbers and where he was having success and how he was having success. Um, and he's seen Votto a lot, they've seen each other a lot. And you like to think also that, that Frank can be a stabilizing force down there with the other young guys that are down there because he's seen a lot. He's had different roles. Um, so this was an opportunity today that uh, I thought he fit in very nicely and obviously performed well. Speaking of the job that Trevor did bounce back to get through six, you had action up in fourth just for him to settle down and maybe have his last two winnings be his best. As I told him when we take him out of the game, I go, sometimes, you know what, it, it's hard to think through it, but this may have been one of your better efforts where it ended, where it could have gone, where it was in the middle, and how you finished up. Well, he rolled his sleeves up, and he did some, he did some, did some yard work out there today. Because the one stretch, I, don't, I can't tell you the last time, probably it was the first half somewhere, where five balls were hit hard in a row. All right, what are you going to do? What's next? And he settled in. He kept making pitches. His execution of his pitches got better the last two innings, and he kept them off the board and kept us in the game. Ever see a guy after his first major league hit steal second? You know, I played with, with Willie Wilson, and I believe he may have done it, but I, I don't know. But it was fun to watch. I mean, Jason's parents, fiance, agent, sister were all at batting practice yesterday. They were in town. That, that's always just timeless, priceless stuff. And his mom and dad have been following us around for a while. I mean, ever since he joined the club last spring. So they were there at spring training again. They're here. 
it's really cool, and the way the guys embraced him is obviously a lot of fun to watch as well. Back here on Pirates postgame, Craig Riley alongside Jack Zarensic. As we just heard from the manager, Clint Hurdle, on today's game. Jack, I want to go through a couple things he talked about there. He said he had to go to Cervelli. So when we were sitting here watching the end of the game, I was thinking to myself, okay, let's say Bell gets on first. Do you bring in a pitcher to bunt him over? If he doesn't get on, do you let somebody else hit? Do you just have to go to Cervelli and say, we're going to try to end this game here, even though at that point in time, he was the last guy on the bench, and that's your only other catcher? Yeah, and I know managers that won't put him in the game. And that's what I was wondering. And, and the reason is they, and I, I don't agree with it, never did agree with it, but you're in an extra inning ball game. You've got to use your horses, but they're not, they're not going to risk the chance of their starting catcher that day getting hurt, and they have to go to somebody that's never caught or hasn't caught in 10 years and put him behind the plate. But obviously Cervelli's a, a veteran guy. He's a, he's a pretty good hitter. So you put him up in a scenario late in the ball game, and guess what? He gets a rally going, and Newman follows him with a base hit. So um, I like it. I really like it. I thought it was a really good move. Well, we'll call that today's break of the game, brought to you by Leon's Billiards and more in Wexford or online at leonsbilliards.com. Because if it didn't work out there, I'm not sure what happens in the next inning. Does Cervelli catch? Do you take Stallings out? Because Pablo Reyes is in the game at that point, and as Clint Hurdle had told us earlier in the year, that's their emergency catcher. I know you're in extra innings, but I'm sure you don't really want to get – you never want to get to the emergency point. So, luckily, it all played out for them. Yeah, and, you know, he pinch hit him for Liriano, who's actually a pretty good hit, hitting pitcher as pitchers go. It's, and we've seen it here. Yeah. He's hit home runs in this yeah, ballpark. Yeah, because he – I mean, he was an outfielder originally when he signed. So, I mean, he's got a pedigree of being able to swing the bat. But, uh, you know, he did the right thing. He put in his veteran guy, and he got a base hit. So there you go. Two other things that Clint mentioned that I want to get to here that sort of tie together. He talked about everybody wanting to help out. And to me, this feels like a team, you see it in the clubhouse, it's sort of all pulling in the same direction right now. And there were people that questioned whether or not Hurdle could lead another Pirates team in that direction. That was the thought process behind maybe why his time ended in Colorado, that that motivational tactic just it sort of ran its course. And there was thoughts here that it did. I sense being in that clubhouse that this is another sort of generation of players in the Pirates organization that he is rejuvenating and haven't heard that message. So it, I think it is possible that he gets that going again, the rah-rah, getting everybody to buy in. I think these guys are buying into what Clint Hurdle's selling right now. Well, one thing about a lot of these jobs is they do have a shelf life, and, you know, they, they do end. That's just the way it is. And... Uh, in Clint's case, I think the change of the personality to ball club probably worked in his favor. Uh, you know, I think what happens is you get a lot of young guys up here and you start looking at the lineup today. These guys are anxious to be here. Then you get guys like Melky Cabrera and, and Shuck. You know, again, they're happy to be on a big league club because they're just going to uh, – this is the end of, you know, getting close to the end of Cabrera and, and Shuck has, you know, been a journeyman guy, so he gets a chance to play in the big league. So – you know, and I, I say this, too. I'm not sure who your leaders are in that locker room, but your leaders will have an awful lot to do on setting the tone for how your club reacts to things. That's just how it is. But you got a young shortstop getting a chance to play. you got a young third baseman. you got Kong, who's coming back from uh, nowhere land to be a player. you got Newman. you got Frazier. When you start thinking about it, it's just not a veteran club. You know, mm -hmm. they don't have veterans out there. Cervelli certainly is. Uh, Marte is. Uh, you know, veterans in terms of guys that are here that are rooted. So that can work in your favor. And then the pitching staff is fairly young, and they're on a roll right now. So, you know, the way they're throwing and the way they're pitching, you know, it's like they're, they're hungry because they haven't experienced that great success that you'd like to have your club's experience. And therefore, young guys are hungry. Veteran guys are happy to be here, and the other guys, if they're good people, they fit into a good role and they lead your club. And you talked about those leaders setting the tone of how to bounce back from adversity. I feel like two guys we saw do that today, Trevor Williams, didn't have the outing he had last time, like we talked about with Bob Walk earlier, still a solid outing. Six innings, four runs, just the three earned, though, and he sort of fights his way through it to giving his team a chance to win, and we saw it with Keone Kella as well goes an inning, gives up the home run, but then bounces right back and finishes the inning. That seems to be an important trait to have in your team, especially in a pitching staff. 
Well, it does, you know, and I think Clint hit on it well. You know, there's a lot of guys that aren't named Joey Votto might not hit that pitch, but you happen to be Joey Votto, so one of the best hitters in our era. So, you know, you're going to make good pitches, and eventually somebody's going to hit them, and sometimes you're going to make bad pitches, and you're going to get away with it. So it plays itself out at the end of the day. You can look at Keona Kellum. What do you do right after the home run? Bounce back, struck out two guys. Yep. You know, so that's who he is. You know, he's a big strikeout guy. He's going to help this club an awful lot. And you just shake off that home run and go, okay, let's turn around and let's uh, hope my team helps me. And they did. Well, we mentioned Trevor Williams fighting through it today to give his, his team a chance to win this game, which they did 6-5 in extra innings in the 10th inning. The Pirates moving to 4-3 and three on the year. I want to hear from Trevor Williams next. He, that's all coming up and more. We'll take some of your calls at 412-928-9370 here on the Pirates postgame show brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Swinging a ground ball right to second. That will get a run home. And on to first for the out. As Moran is in, Bell stays at second. RBI for Cabrera. It's three to two. And that was that was one of the six runs the Pirates drove in today on their way to a six to five victory over the Reds. Trevor Williams doesn't get the win, but he goes six innings, gives up seven hits, four runs, three earned, strikes out three, giving up the one home run. So a solid outing from him. We've been spoiled. I said it to Bob Walk that you just expect so much more because of what we've seen recently, and it's just not fair to these guys that that's what you expect at times because, frankly, when, when you get on a roll like that, you get used to it a little bit. But Trevor Williams still gives him a chance to be in this game, Jack, and obviously in the end a chance to win it. You can't ask for more than that. Well, are you worried about Trevor Williams? No, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm only concerned anymore. I don't get worried. <laughs> okay. But, well, no, I'm good. not concerned about him. You're step in the right direction. I like where you're headed. I, I try. I, I try to adapt, evolve a little bit here. But we want to hear from Trevor Williams now. He opened up talking about just a sort of general recap of the game. Yeah, you know, it was it was going to be a uh, boxing match, really, the whole game. Um, you know, we were trading, we were trading blows, Rourke and I, and uh, it was, you know, the the tough one for me was was uh, not capitalizing on shutdown innings when we needed to. Um, not let that third inning spiral out of control, and thankfully, you know, we, we stopped the bleeding a little bit. Um, but overall, you know, I thought I thought it was a really well fought game for on, on all sides, um, offensively, defensively, and um, and the, the ability that uh, Stones and I were to uh, to sync up with. What did you guys kind of find there to settle in, especially the last two innings? Um, it was just it was the third time through the lineup, and we were able to um, to kind of sequence a little bit off what we did the first two ABs. Um, it, it's tough going back-to-back -to -back starts against the same team. I know that they faced five different starters in between those, but um, it is it is tough kind of game planning because you don't want to uh, you don't want to go with the same game plan, but if the same game plan working, you kind of have to test the waters that way. It can also be dangerous too when you're facing a team that's been going through a scoreless streak like that. You know they're going to get hot at some point. Um, not necessarily dangerous. You just know they're they're ready to break out. They're still big league hitters. Um, how you approach them, you're kind of still, you're still executing your game plan. You're waiting to see what they what, what they do. Who were you watching with in the trainer's room uh, when Kevin hit the ball in the gap? Who was I watching with? Yeah, uh, I was by myself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was by myself. Um, it's weird because the the tape delay is now in the room, so this TV had it right, and the other three had it like eight seconds delayed, and then the radio was like twenty seconds delayed, so. <laughs> You hear like a strike call from uh, from Greg Brown, and then you hear, then you see it happen, and I don't know. There's there's a lot going on, but I was really excited for him. Yeah. It, it's kind of silly that you know you hadn't Thanks, faced Jeff. adversity on in terms of your outings for a long time. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe that one outing in September where you'd be behind almost. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the second start of the year. Um, there were definitely guys on base last year in the second half. Um, you had to work around certain things, but um, you know it was a good, it was a good little, um, you know it was a good battle today for the second start of the season. Before we react to what we heard from Trevor Williams, there, let's step aside for station identification.
Jack, one thing that I found very interesting to hear from Trevor Williams there, he talked about how tough it is sometimes facing a team in back-to-back -back starts and how when you had success against them the first time, you have to go back to that well at first. Is that always what you do in that situation, or is it does the mileage vary per player, I guess? Well, as, as players get to know you and they're more comfortable with you, that's why you know we talk about veteran players. You know, They've been around the league, and they've seen guys play. They've seen they've batted against guys, so they when they get up there, they have an idea about them. Now, if you like, within a week, if you make your second start against a club, you know it, it, they're going to um, game plan for you. They're going to have the reports on you. But now it's just you know it's just a few days back that they can look at it and say, this is how he tried to get me out. This is what he did to me, and as a result, you know that that can work in, in the offensive club's favor. So Trevor Williams is the type of pitcher that has more of a wide array of pitcher of pitches than some guys do. There are other guys that are just maybe like a one or two pitch guy, and they mix that third one in occasionally. Does it benefit Trevor Williams then that he has more to go to the well with then if what worked last time doesn't this time? Well, I think there's guys that have more stuff than Trevor Williams. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you can look at guys and say these are four pitch pitchers. You know, and Trevor Williams has has got a nice arsenal, but. You know, his his thing is command. He's so good at command and setting up hitters and uh, affecting hitters' timing. You know, I think that's what really works in his favor. And i got to believe that he hides the ball really well, and that's why guys don't see it so good. But in terms of, of your pitches, they're on given days, your sinker's working better than your cutter or something or your slider or your curveball. So you just have to figure out who you are on a given day and what they're trying to do to you, and you just got to compensate. So you don't want me to say that I worry about things, just <laughs> concerned. Well, I, I was a little worried because we talked in the pregame about that sort of hidden vigorous that are things going to come back to earth for the rotation? Well, we sort of saw things come back to reality for the Reds that those bats get going. So we'll, we'll see them again tomorrow. But interesting to see what that team was built on the Reds finally work out a little bit for them. I mean, look at their Schwerber, their leadoff hitter, mm -hmm. is hitting 080. Not great. Suarez is hitting 217, Votto 230, Puig 143, Kemp 050, Peraza 192, Farmer 111. I mean, they are really, really struggling as an offense. Dietrich 214. I mean, this is, these are these are very difficult numbers to win baseball games with, no matter how your pitching is. Especially when you're built on the bats, winning games for you, and that's one of the things that you mentioned it there. Puig only hitting 143. And we saw him get into it with the umpire a little bit after one of his at-bats. So is that the frustration maybe of the slow start altogether? Maybe not just what happened in that at-bat probably coming out. Well, that's what went through my mind. You know, when things are going bad, they go bad, you know, and you can't get a break, you know, and, and you're hoping. And if there's a borderline call, obviously, you know, we see Cervelli react to a lot of borderline calls, you know. You want it in your favor. And if He's you a little animated, huh? A little animated. <laughs> uh, just a little bit, you know. Yeah, but what happens is, you know, you're frustrated. Things aren't going good for you. And now you get a borderline pitch, and you're like, gee, you know. So he says something to the umpire. He didn't say, obviously, anything uh, too out of line because he didn't get thrown out of the game. And then David Bell ran in there to protect him, and he walked away. You know, he didn't, he didn't snap out or anything of that nature. But that's how it goes. You know, when you're going good, things go to your favor. When you're going bad, sometimes they go against you. Well, you talk about that Reds lineup and what we see from them. Well, you look at the Pirates side of things. Starling Marte drove in two runs today. Bell drives in two. Melky Cabrera drives one in. And then Newman drives in another. And it's all sort of spaced out throughout that lineup. And that's what we heard Clinton Hurdle talk about, the whole complete team effort to get a win. So it's nice to see that every little aspect of the lineup represented itself today when sometimes you worry about maybe the bottom of the order. You're worrying again, aren't you? Concerned. That's concerned. Well, I'm going to have to stop that. In order for this club to win, Greg, they're going to have to have a team effort because they're not the kind of club unless someone emerges. You know, Josh Bell, let's say, as we were talking about him, all of a sudden if Josh Bell, Josh Bell emerges and he becomes a 30-home run guy for you, Polanco comes back and he's able to, you know, have the really good Polanco here, then things are going to be a little bit different. But as you stand right now, when you start looking at what this club has to do to win ball games, they've got to play defense because they're going to get good pitching. And they've got to be able to drive in runs. You know, we've seen them strand a lot of runners in these first uh, few games. Uh, and that's the thing that you can't do, you know. And it's harder, quite frankly. And you wonder why we say this. Because it's harder to get three hits an inning than it is to have a walk, a hit, and then someone hits a three-run homer. You get them in bunches when you hit home runs. And that's the reason why now. It doesn't mean you have to hit home runs, but boy, does it work in your favor when you do because you make a lot of runs very quickly. 
And, and I think that's the thing that we're going to have to see how this develops with this ball club. Something that I think is, uh, I mean, beyond just the win on the field, sort of maybe a mental win from a fan perspective, is that we talked in the pregame show about the night game into a day game, Friday into a Saturday. You get today what we typically coin as that Sunday lineup where you're giving guys some rest, you're throwing some other guys out there. Well, you got to win with your Sunday lineup. That, to me, almost feels like you, you found money at that point. That You, you maybe don't always expect it when you play with house money. That's so what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You, you get a win that maybe you didn't expect. So it's nice to see it from that perspective as well that when the backups, so to speak, are in the game, you didn't sacrifice enough that you were still able to come away with a win. Well, there's going to be a point in time when they roll into Cincinnati and Matt Kemp's going to take advantage of that ballpark and Joey Votto is going to take advantage of that ballpark, and so are these other guys, Puig, and eventually they're going to get their little second baseman back, you know, who, who obviously and, – and it'll be a different club. What you're seeing out of them right now, it, it's not real good. That doesn't mean that when, it, when, the, when the weather warms up or when the clock turns or whatever the situation might be, the calendar flips pages, you're going to roll in there, and all of a sudden the Reds are going to be scoring runs, and you're going to say, boy, that didn't look like the club we saw in Pittsburgh earlier in the year, but that's just how the game is. Well, Jack, as we wrap things up here on the Pirates postgame show, let's look ahead to tomorrow's matchup. Anthony DeSclafani against Chris Archer. Both guys who had eight strikeouts in their first outing. Archer gives up zero runs. DeSclafani going against the Brewers comes away with a 1.80 ERA. So we could see a bit of a pitcher's duel tomorrow, which we haven't really seen so much from the Reds. Well, we didn't see from the Reds today, nor the Pirates. They gave up their fair share of runs. But it'll be interesting to see the dynamic maybe shift is the Reds looked like they figured something out, at least at the plate today, and see how the Pirates counterpunch to that after beating up on them to start the season. Well, you'll have it all to yourself tomorrow because I won't be here. See, now that's something else I have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know how I'm going to make it through We're going to get a psychologist coming here and have, <laughs> have a little sit-down with you, you know? 162 games looks like a lot all of a sudden with all this worrying. But you know what? I enjoy it because with the worry, when they succeed, comes that excitement and the thrill of another win. The Pirates now 4-3 and three on the season, and you feel better about it. Second in the division. You look at things like that, you feel good about it early on. Like you always say to me, better to do it than not, right? I say better to win than to lose. Yep, no doubt about it. That's what they did today. So we wrap things up. For Jack Zarensic, myself, Craig Riley, thank you for tuning in to Pirates Postgame, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, and 11.35 airtime tomorrow for that Chris Archer-Anthony DiSclefani matchup. We'll take you right into the Neil Huntington Show tomorrow on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.